Hey guys, and welcome to the Liam Cena Show, episode number one. I feel like there's been a little bit too long between the show preview and, and the first episode, so apologies if you've been on hooks on the edge of your seat waiting for the first show to drop. Apologies. Um, perhaps I was a bit too keen to uh, get it out there, but I, the reason why I um, why I shared the show kind of preview and, and launched the, you know, all the following things like that, um, I think it's, it's kind of about accountability. I felt that if I didn't start doing it right there, right then, I would never do it. So that is why you got a show preview weeks before any content at all. But I assure you, I've got um, a number of guests lined up who are going to make great episodes and really interesting stories and really great to hang out with. Uh, we'll perhaps have uh, you know a, a beer or two together or a, or a coffee or whatever, depending on what time of the day it is. But yeah, um, there's, there's plenty of people who um, I've got lined up or who have expressed an interest. So there'll be number of shows coming really soon but I wanted to use this opportunity just to I guess um <laughs> just to talk about myself um <laughs> uh, I did comment that uh, on, on the on the preview that the the show title was a little self-indulgent well um heads up this entire episode is going to be extremely self-indulgent um I thought whilst there was no guests it would be a good opportunity just to I guess kind of talk about what's got me to this point um Plenty of you who be listening will know me from one time or another in our lives, whether it was years ago from school or, or working together or however we we met. But it, it may have been a long time since we um, since we spoke. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity just to just to kind of catch you guys up, so you you know a little bit more about me um, or, or what my uh, my journey has been so far before you get stuck in with the Liam Senior Show and and I start grilling grilling all my guests and, and hanging out and talking about them. So episode number one should be titled uh, yeah self self indulgence um, <laughs> or something along along those lines. Um, so I'm currently uh, so I'm currently I've, I'm, I'm in Middlesbrough. Um, I've lived in Middlesbrough now for nine years. Next year will be my my tenth year, a, a decade in the smog, um, and I love it up here. I've been referred to by uh, some notable smoggies as uh, as an honorary smoggy. So I will I'll take that. Um, it's a real uh, real honour. Um, to be accepted by the tribe, um, but I love the borough. There's so much going on. Um, it's it's a it's a really big town, and there's been numerous sort of petitions and conversations about turning turning Middlesbrough into uh, into a city or getting city status. It doesn't have a cathedral, but um, I can see why that conversation's kind of come about because it's coming from a, a, a town myself. Um, towns can feel quite small, quite boxed in or isolated. Whereas this feels quite um, you're quite grand and um, there's a lot happening all the time, which I love. And it's great to be able to be a part of that and to get involved with um, numerous things that have been that have been happening in the area. Um, I do love a Palmo, me like. Um, for those who don't know or aren't familiar with the Palmo, you've got a flattened uh, chicken and scallop, chicken and breadcrumbs, um, bechamel sauce and cheese, and then any kind of topping like you would with a pizza. Um, so they are amazing. They come in all shapes and sizes from a... Dirty, horrible uh, takeaway, Palmo, to a lovely restaurant quality um, one that you can get and enjoy. Uh, but yeah, enough about Palmos. Um, but yeah, I love I love Middlesbrough, um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure I'll be uh, I'll be up here for, for the rest of my life. I've started a family up here now, so I have two children, um, Ava and Nate. Uh, Ava turns three this weekend, and Nate turned one in January. Um, so really, sort of rooted ourselves here and uh and yeah i love love having uh, love love bringing more smoggies <laughs> into into the world um 
originally from Northwich, small town in between Manchester and Chester. That's where I grew up. I lived in the same house my whole life um, up until I was 23, I think about 23. So for the first 23 years of my life, I lived in this, I had the same bedroom. I think, no, I had two bedrooms. Yeah, I, I, I went, from, went from one to the other. Anyway, that's boring. Uh, yeah, I lived there my whole, whole life uh, up until that point and um, didn't go to uni, didn't have halls, um, didn't, didn't do any of that. So when I moved up to the borough and moved in with my now wife, Stevie, um, it was the first time I'd ever lived away from home. So it was really exciting. And um, yeah, I moved to a little town called, a little town, a little village in North Yorkshire called Great Ayton. Um, everyone always talks about the ice creams you get there, but um it's a lovely little picturesque Yorkshire village. It's great. But I now live um, further into into Middlesbrough, part of the, uh, the TS5 crew. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of just outside of Acklem. And yeah, I love it. I love Middlesbrough. Um, there's a real sort of camaraderie. There's a real um, support kind of going on. If you ever want to do anything, then people want to see you succeed. So when it comes to things like podcasts or, or businesses, there's a great community of people that really want to see you succeed and really want to support you in, in achieving whatever it is you want to do. And I've not really felt that anywhere else in the country. Um, before I moved up here, I was working for a high street bank and I would travel quite a lot for work. I used to be down in London. I was down in Southampton, Poole, Bournemouth, um, Coventry, Birmingham, and then I covered a whole of Teesside, Wearside, South Yorkshire, Lincolnshire, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. So I, I got about a bit, um, but it was uh, yeah, saw plenty of the plenty of the country, um, and there's some amazing amazing towns, cities, and, and places in in the UK. But Borough is um, it's, it's it's like no other, and um, it gets a really bad rep, which is unjust because I think. You know, Jeff Stelling had it right when he, he had a, a rant on. If you if you search for Jeff Stelling's rant on uh, on Sky Sports about Middlesbrough, it's when you know plenty of people. Like the Daily Mail, isn't it? They'll they'll write some uh, some story slagging off Middlesbrough, saying it's, it's the worst place to live in the world, or it's this, it's that, it's got this. And yeah, it has its problems. It has its um, it has its affluent areas, and it's and its areas that um, that you know have are, are you know less affluent. Um, or you know, there's, there's there's rougher areas, and there's 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 like any place. But I think that's the same with any town, any any city. Um, you get uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, don't you? There's there's all walks of life, and it's no different up here. But um, it definitely doesn't deserve uh, any to be even make the list of the worst places to live in the world because um, it's brilliant. And I implore you to visit Teesside, whether it's uh, yeah Palmo in uh, in the borough, or uh, you go out for um, fish and chips in, in Saltburn by on the coast, or you know. You're only an hour away from Newcastle or, or less, um, an hour and a bit away from Leeds. It's, it's a great place to be. Um, yes, yeah, so that's where I'm. That's where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, grew up in in near Northwich, a little village called Davenham. Uh, it's Davenham CV Primary School. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, lived there for for a long time. Um, always had ambitions to do something creative. I studied music, music production, film and media um, when I was uh, when I was growing up. Um, but then, as one thing led to another, I ended up working for a bank. As um, I'm sure is the same story for a lot of people. But um, yeah, I learned a lot along the way, and that job, that career was was great. Um, I met some amazing people, um, some people that I'm still fortunate enough to call friends, and uh, yeah, don't see don't see a lot of the uh, the gang um, as much as I would like, but um, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a real kind of baptism of fire. I started when I was 21, you know, putting on a suit that didn't quite fit right, and um, suddenly being thrown into uh, into the world of finance and uh, and business and corporate this that and the other, and, and yeah, it was a steep learning curve. Um, I was always the guy that probably got a bit too drunk. At, I say probably, I was definitely the guy who got too drunk at Christmas parties and made a tit out myself. Um, 
but yeah, loads of friends along the way, loads of great experiences, built a great CV, um, which led me on to uh, gain the opportunity, I guess, to go self-employed as a mortgage advisor. Um, and one baptism of fire to another. Um, working in finance, uh, as I'm sure you can appreciate, is uh, it's it's a tough gig sometimes. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, I did that for um, how many years did I do that for? about three and a bit years um, as a mortgage advisor. Uh, but it was during that time when um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, so I'm sure most of you know now that I do have, um, I have MS. Um, a lot of cognitive issues that come with that, brain fog and things like that. And um, yeah, brain fog, cognitive disadvantages don't pair well with the financial industry and I started to struggle more and more um I went off to a rocky start with the whole self-employment thing but um ended up moving to a company locally here bespoke who are amazing and they are now the number one firm on the network um they have the number one advisor on the network um in the film in the firm uh, Brad um they've got sub kind of uh, firms like bespoke bespoke health things like that they're taking over and I learned so much and I made again so many so many friends and people that I'm still in touch with now even though I'm not working directly um under under bespoke or or advising at all now um yeah there's people that I still speak to regularly and, and see quite often um and I'm yeah really fortunate enough to have been a part of bespoke and that bespoke's been a part of my journey um Lee Flanagan who I am almost certain will feature on the on the podcast at some point or another he has a podcast of his own little bricks podcast um the little bricks rather I'll say that again the little bricks podcast um his his mantra is little little bricks build big castles and he talks to a lot of um, business leaders and inspirational people on his show um and yeah I would, I would recommend checking it out um if you're on watching this on YouTube, oh yeah, you can watch this podcast on YouTube or you can listen to it. I should probably start, said this at the start, shouldn't I? You can watch this on YouTube or you can pick it up where, you should be able to pick it up wherever you normally pick up your podcasts. If it's not there, let me know and I'll try and sort that out. Um, but yeah, if you're on YouTube, I will link, uh, I'll post a link to Lee's, um, Lee's podcast as well for you to check out. But yeah, Lee took me under his wing, picked me up when I, uh, I guess I was, in a very difficult place. Um, it didn't really work out with the first company when I went first off self-employed. Um, I wasn't right for them. They weren't right for me and we parted ways. But at that point, uh, I was really struggling mentally. Um, there were changes happening to my body and my brain that I didn't fully understand. And um, yeah, I was, I was really quite lost and quite emotional about what was happening. I didn't really understand um, but Lee took me under his wing and picked me up and, and gave me um, some direction and some advice that, that has been um, you know, incredible and, you know, really got me through that time. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but yeah, the whole, the whole MS thing, um, it's, it's ongoing. I, I have relapse and remitting MS, but I, which basically there's, there's two main types of MS. You've got progressive MS and relapsing remitting MS. In a nutshell, um, progressive MS is one that once diagnosed or once you, you have symptoms just there's just gradual progression there's gradual deterioration physically and mentally and it just you know, it, it can get um yeah it gets it gets worse and worse and worse um relapsing remitting ms as the name suggests is one where you have periods of relapse where things may happen you may struggle to walk or um whatever there's, there's so many symptoms it's 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 crazy um but the idea is that they they affect you and then you'll have periods of remittance where you're not affected um 
my suspicions of not having relapsing remittent MS is that all the symptoms I have have never left. You know, um, I've never had the, I've had all the relapse, but never the remittance. Um, and from there, there are sort of subcategories of those. You've got secondary progressive, where everyone who has relapse and remitting eventually goes on to have secondary progressive, where it just turns into progressive MS. And then there's another one, I always forget the name, but it's like progressive relapse and remitting, something like that. I don't know. You have to Google it, um, which is where it kind of shows a lot of traits of relapse and remitting MS, but is actually progressive because I'm not getting the, you know, you're not getting the, the remittance, um, which is what happened to me. So I first realized, I was first started to, um, gather symptoms, I suppose, or collect symptoms of MS. Um, I'm not exactly sure when it was. Thinking back, probably a lot earlier than I realised at the time, but the first sort of symptoms were I would wake up in the morning and my legs would just feel horrendous. I wouldn't really know. It felt like I'd run a marathon. They'd be tingly and get pains and, and just really uncomfortable. And I'd be really tired. I'd struggle to get out of bed, a lot of fatigue. Um, and from there, I noticed that my left hand had gone numb. I went to the doctors and was told I had carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, I had a few tests and a few needles shoved and poked and, and to try and find out what what it was. Um, and yeah, I was told it was it was um, it was it was carpal tunnel. And also at the time, I was playing ice hockey quite regularly, and I was going to the gym a few times a week. I was starting to struggle more and more with that physically and energy levels. And um, I noticed that when I was under stress like that, whether it was um, stress from work, stress from life, stress from exercise, or um, even hot bath, I would lose sort of, I'd get really impaired vision in my left eye, which um, was really concerning. Um, I later learned that way back when they would diagnose MS by having a hot bath. If you you know became dizzy and, and unbalanced and lost your vision, um, then uh, you, you, yeah, it was a, a huge sign that you had MS. Another one I was told recently as well, that if you so I noticed ages ago, if I sort of alternate between opening and closing one eye, there's a slight sort of difference in colour in my left and right eye. And I was listening to um, Dr. Walls, is the, who does the Walls Protocol. She um, she is under the impression that she's, um, under the impression she, her whole philosophy is that she's cured herself um, of MS through diet. Um, you know, there's a lot of sceptics who say this, that and the other, but there's lots of hints and tips in the book, which, um, which can help. Um, I was talking about her memory. Another issue with MS. Why was I talking about Dr. Wells? Uh, vision, hot bath. Oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> well, this is awkward. This might come up quite a lot in the podcast. But yeah, so one of the other issues, the cognitive issues, memory, short term in particular, is um, is is challenging. Um, it's going to bug me what I was talking about. I'm sure it's through with symptoms. Walls, protocol. Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, they do the hot bath test, all that. And, uh, yeah, so th these symptoms I've still got. So if I have a hot bath or I do exercise, I lose my vision. Um, if I'm under stress cognitively, I, I, you know, it gets worse, even though there's like a level of brain fog already. My hand is still numb. Um, I get dropped foot quite a bit where I sort of, my, my left foot doesn't lift as much as it should when I'm walking and I fall. Um, I get balance issues. Um, there's, there's depression. So I have a family history of depression. Depression is also a symptom of MS. And also if you've got MS, you're quite likely to get depression from that because, hey, it's quite a, it's not the most cheerful uh, conditions to be diagnosed with. Um, so yeah, there's sort of a triple whammy there of depression, but um, I take medication for the pain in my legs. I get an electric shock in my leg roughly every 10 to 15 seconds, um, which isn't pleasant. Um, but I, yeah, I take um, I take uh, gabapentin, start off on 100 milligrams and now on 2,100 milligrams and I take deloxetine which is also a treatment for um, 
for nerve pain and depression um, and anxiety. Um, I take 60 milligrams of that, which um, does help. Um, it, it makes things different, I would guess. I, I wouldn't say it doesn't necessarily make things better because I still feel rubbish. I still feel tired, fatigued, still have brain fog, still have everything that I have, but it kind of maybe just takes the edge off a touch and allows me to try and live uh, as, as normal a life as I can. Um, obviously having two young children and running a business, physically, mentally, very demanding and living with MS on top of that is, um, is hugely difficult. And I don't necessarily talk about it to everyone else as, as much as I maybe could or should. It's something that I try to be as normal as possible. Um, you know, when I'm with my friends, it's, I don't, you know, if, if we were catching up now or even you know, the fact we're talking now, listening, you're talking to me here or, or you're sort of, yeah, listening to me ramble, you wouldn't know it's, you know, they always say not all disabilities are, are visible and, and um, that is incredibly relevant to, uh, to multiple sclerosis. So, um, you know, I have my, I have my disabled badge, which I use on bad days. Um, and it's, it's great for me because I then I've remembered where I've parked because I know I'm in the disabled section. I don't have to walk as far. Um, but I do sometimes feel a bit self-conscious that people are looking at me thinking, he's a fit young lad. What's he, what's he parking there for? Has he got a badge? And because one of my biggest bug, bugbears is people parking in, in bays, in disabled bays without a badge. But I've got the badge, but I still feel like I'm being watched or people are judging me, um, which isn't great, but it is what it is, is what it is. Um, so yeah, I'll probably do uh, other episodes and stints um, talking about multiple sclerosis because I actually only really kind of learned about MS when I was um, a mortgage advisor, was a mortgage and protection advisor. So I saw life insurance, critical illness cover um, and something that everyone should have, by the way, if you don't have life insurance and critical illness cover, please sort it out because it's one of those things that often people try and retrospectively sort out and something's gone wrong and it's too late where, you know, you need to support, you need money to support your family if, if things, you know, if the worst happens. So please do that. Um, once again, I've lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll do, I can do other episodes and things like that talking about it because it was only through doing questionnaires on, um, on health and, and, and people's, um, you know, people's uh, critical illness policies that I was like, do you have this? Do you have this? Have you ever felt like this? And I was like, tick, tick, tick. I felt all those things. I feel those now. Um, and then I did the dreaded Google diagnosis, which you probably shouldn't do, but um, yeah, it, everything pointed towards MS. The more research I did, the more it was obvious that I had MS. Um, so I rang every day to the neurology department um, to try and gain, uh, jump on a cancellation for an MRI, um, which I was persistent enough to get relatively quickly um, compared to a lot of people. Some people it can take a decade to be diagnosed with MS. I was diagnosed from when I was when I was thinking, I think I've got MS, up until diagnosis was uh, less than a year. Yeah, it was less than a year. So I feel really quite lucky that, yeah, it's probably eight or nine months. Um, so, so yeah, I, I want to do more on that. I'm probably going to get someone from the MS Society to come on the show and talk about it because I don't think it's very well known. I didn't know what it was until I had symptoms of it. Um, when you talk, when you're an advisor, you, you highlight, when you talk about cover, you talk about um, cancer being the big one. Obviously one in two people get cancer, heart attacks, strokes, and MS, but I found that even myself and other advisors would be doing videos and talking about, you know, you need to protect yourself from cancer, heart attacks and stroke. And they would always miss MS off, which now is something that would really irritate me. But, um, cause it's not very well known. People don't really think about it. Um, it affects over a hundred thousand people in the UK. Um, it's more prevalent in women than men. Um, and you tend to, there's a lot of links to vitamin D. So I take, uh, 4,000 international units of vitamin D a day. Um, the closer you live to the equator, the less likely you are to be diagnosed with MS. The more north and dark you are, the uh, dark you live, 
no, that's not a sentence. The more, the further north you are and the more dark of a environment or cold and, and gloomy place you live, then that the chances of having MS are greater. Um, I think there's nearly a million people living with MS uh, that were diagnosed in the US. So yeah, I'm going to talk about that on the show. It's not going to be an MS channel. So please don't be listening to this thinking, oh, I'm not going to, I don't want to listen to Liam Harpon about his MS all the time. Um, well, you should for one, <laughs> but, um, but I won't be, uh, yeah, it won't become a huge feature of, of, of every episode. I'll probably do, um, you know, like I said, I want to do an episode with, um, with, uh, with someone from the MS society. Um, so yeah, that, that'd be great to perhaps get someone who, who knows so much about it to explain it to people in more detail and perhaps raise awareness. We'll perhaps do a bit of fundraising on that, that show as well but we'll save, they'll save that for another day. In fact, I'm saying I'm going to save it for another show. I've just been, I've just been talking about it for ages, but um, yeah, we'll go into more detail and, uh, and we'll, we'll get some experts in for that as well. Um, from there, so from diagnosis and from being self-employed, I um, was realizing that I wanted to do something I'm really passionate about and decided to launch Salt Steel Brewing Company. Um, if you're following this channel, then you, chances are you've already seen the brewing stuff that I do. So Salt Steel Brewing Company is a is a, a brewery that I've run now since, well, I registered the business just towards the end of 2019, just before the pandemic, uh, which wasn't great. It's put loads of um, hurdles along our way um, and loads of challenges and obstacles, but really enjoying it. Took a bit of a mental health break from it at the start of this year, which meant it's been a slow start getting back into it, but we're about to launch two new beers um, next week. In fact, the lager will be done. I say next week, hopefully, well, probably be next week or so when this, this gets released. Uh, but yeah, new lager, there's a porter and we've got three spirits, uh, very much Borough themed after Borough football players. So we've got Gin Nino, which I have to give Stevie credit for coming up with. Um, so Gin Nino, um, we have uh, Rum Manelli instead of Ravenelli and uh, Voduka instead of Viduka. So we've got a rum, a uh, gin and a vodka coming really soon. And I'm really excited to share those with you. So we'll have in total, we'll have three beers, three spirits, there'll be more merchandise, so please check that out. But that's been great fun. And slowly but surely, I, I'd kind of moved away from financial advice to running the brewery um, more over that time and over the pandemic and beyond. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think everything happens for a reason, but I certainly think some things happen for a reason. And I don't fully understand how this has all happened in terms of being diagnosed and my whole life changing and then starting a business that perhaps I wouldn't have had the, the balls to start um, otherwise. So yeah, there's, there's been some good to come of it, um, which, you know, the brewery is something that has been so much fun. And so many of you have got behind that as well and bought t-shirts, hoodies, and you've bought the beer. There was, we had loads of issues with it, but you've still got behind it. So that really does mean a lot. And I'm very, very, very grateful for everyone who has shown any support. Um, you know, like I said, whether it's beer or, or, you know, uh, Mr. Chris Hobley with his, um, with the, the, the little tumbler glasses that he keeps smashing and buying new ones. So keep smashing them and I'll keep sending them out to you. Keep buying them. Um, but uh, yeah, so there'll be more stuff like that. And we've got more merch and collaborations coming really soon. Um, and again, there'll probably be an episode I'll do talking more in depth about the brewery and the journey that's, that's come from there. I did a lot of the marketing myself for the brewery, um, including a lot of video, which has now led to another opportunity in a new business, which is um, Salt Steel Media Company. Um, I work with and have networked with an, an amazing photographer, Dasmak Extraordinaire, um, and he uh, has kind of come on this journey with me. So I'm sat in our office here, which is this is Salt Steel HQ, where I run the brewery and we run the media company from. Daz also has a photography studio next door. Um, so, you know, great collaboration and lots of work we can do together, which um, is really exciting. So lots of people were 
um, asking me about the content that I created. You know, we've used drones, everything's in 4K, there's gimbals, the, the editing's great, there's lots of you know, license-free music. It was all very professional. Um, and from that, businesses have approached me to do similar content for them. Um, and that's something that I'm really going to be pushing with. So the brewery will still tick along. It's still fun. It's still something I want to do more of. But I feel that now Salt Steel Media is becoming my main focus in terms of a career and building a business and growing a brand. I feel that the overall Salt Steel brand is something that will continue to grow. Um, myself and uh, Mr. Chris Marseille, who uh, looks after, looks after it's his, his warehouse where I store all my products and services. Uh, I can't store your services, can you? Well, actually, we can. So... I'm going to elaborate on that. Um, so I store all the beer and all my merch and things there with Chris. And there's also um, all the gear that we have for our mobile bar. So Chris and I co-direct are co-directors of Salt Steel Events Limited, um, where we um, do a pop-up bar for events. We've got a couple of events coming up um, this year. We are supporting uh, Katie Gibson's production, uh, 27 Productions, um, 27 Productions production of um, Steel and Iron, which is a play that, or a play slash musical that um, Katie has written and is producing, and I think now is directing. Um, we we provided a bar for the initial kind of taster um, event, and we have been lucky enough to be invited back for the main production, where they're going to be, I think it's five nights, um, where we're going to be, uh, we're going to be there serving beer and uh, yeah, making friends and having fun which is going to be great. We've also got um, a second networking event with Jurata, who are a local um, power management, cable management company in Middlesbrough. Um, we did a networking event for them uh, last year and they're doing another one this year and we're going to be a part of that uh, again. So really exciting. Chris and I will be there serving beer. So yeah, we've gone from dipping my toe in self-employment, not really working out to now being director of three companies, um, all under the Salt Steel umbrella, Salt Steel Brewing Company, Salt Steel Events Limited and now Salt Steel Media Company. I'm loving it. I'm loving the work that I do. Um, I love coming into the office and um, yeah, being creative, whether it's prattling about on YouTube doing, or doing uh, doing podcasts or making great content for the businesses, sorting amazing beer out, going to the brewery and brewing. Um, it's something I'm really enjoying and it's, it's almost this sort of silver lining if that's the right expression or, you know, um, you know, no, no rainbow without rain kind of thing. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, is, is good that's come out of, my whole change in life and circumstances through going self-employed and then being diagnosed with MS. Um, it's also great because most weeks I'm typically working three, sometimes four days a week. Um, and then I'm, I'm looking after my children those other uh, day or two uh, in the week, which is great. I feel like I have spent more time with my children than other people are fortunate enough to, to spend that time with them. Again, that structurally that sentence does not make sense um i feel very fortunate enough to spend so i've spent so much time with my children particularly um in the in the early years um i i appreciate that not all dads in particular get to do that typically in most situations um the mother would uh the mother <laughs> i don't know what, how else would i say that in a non-creepy weird way um <laughs> The, uh, those that grow the child in their stomach <laughs> for nine months typically tend to take the yeah, maternity leave. Uh, paternity leave is usually two weeks, but um, I took a little bit longer than that um, and then have been able to spend more time with them um, you know, as weeks go by. So very fortunate, very lucky to be able to do that. Um, I'm very grateful and humbled. Um, so yeah, like I said, MS is horrible and awful. I feel very lucky that some good has come out of the situation because I think without the diagnosis, without the whole change in circumstances, um, I wouldn't perhaps be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you in this medium now. I'd be, I'd be doing a job somewhere probably, which would be great, but um, 
not as perhaps exciting for me as this is. So there's a lot of good stuff to come. I'm going to be having loads of guests on for the podcast and um, I'll be doing more of these hopefully more regularly. Um, I've said I'm going to bully Daz onto an episode as well, but um, he's been reluctant so far, but I'm going to get you, Daz. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do some um, more YouTube content, um, more studio tours. The studio's looking great now. We've made it more of a home and a great place to work and be creative. Um, I've had some uh, interest from some... Um, some celebrity guests as well. You'd be very uh, pleased to learn, and those that I believe to be celebrities in my in their own right as well. My friends and family who are my own, who are celebrities to me as well. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some great guests on. So please do follow the podcast um, wherever you follow, subscribe, whatever it might be. The YouTube channel, yeah, please do hit the like button, subscribe, and leave a comment because that really does help YouTube um, see that it's something it should be sharing with more people. So yeah, if you could like, subscribe, and leave me a little comment um, with what you thought of the show, any feedback, and you'd like to see we can do daft challenges we can do topics if you want me to talk about x y and z then i will do so hopefully i'm going to blend this in properly because the camera stopped recording then for the youtube listeners so apologies i'll have to sort that out i have to do another clap as well i'll be edited out though um so yeah i guess this is you know this is something that's going to be quite cathartic for me in that um you know it's almost like a one-way therapy where there's going to be more challenges trials and tribulations i'm sure across my life as everyone does, everyone has um, has things that they have to deal with and, and problems and challenges they have to overcome. Doing that with MS um, is hugely difficult. So I'm sure I will, uh, there'll be plenty of episodes where I'll just come on for a bit of a moan um, and get it off my chest. Probably not the best uh, content for a for a podcast, is it? Um, <laughs> to, just, to just moan. Um, so yeah, enjoy those episodes if you're driving to work and I'm just moaning about my life, but um, hopefully there won't be too much of that. But yeah, loads of great guests and loads of fun. If you want to come on the show, obviously get in touch with me. Uh, if you've got my number, just drop me a message or, you know, drop me an Instagram or slide into the old DMs. And yeah, we've got plenty of microphones, plenty of space on this couch, plenty of cameras. So um, yeah, come be on the show and have some fun with me because I think you're going to really enjoy it. I know I'm definitely going to really enjoy it. So thank you for checking out this episode. This has been episode number one. Um, me just talking about myself and being very narcissistic and uh, self-indulgent, but I thought it'd be a good show to start with just to give you a recap on on my life up to now. And from here now, we can go on together forward to, uh, that sounds like a very political speech, doesn't it? We will go on forward and we will fight on the beaches, but no, we will, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go on this journey together and hopefully we will have some great shows to share. So stick around and thank you for checking out the show. And I'll see you soon.